0: My name is Aaron Bross and this is The Dirt, Confessions of a Tree Planter. Art for this podcast comes from another tree planter, Bethany Davis, as part of her illustration series, Follow the Trees. This is a podcast about tree planting as a reforestation practice in the silviculture industry. Tree planters are a collective of people who spend much of their lives replenishing a logged area with new forest. However, tree planting is so much more than the physical act of planting thousands of seedlings in the ground day after day as a job. It is about the connections, experiences, bonds, and memories that last a lifetime. The dirt is a place to shed light on the culture that is mostly contained within those who have stuck a shovel in the ground. It is meant to dive deep into all things tree planting as a place for those to reminisce, relate, or to learn. So wherever you're coming from, as any tree planter would say, may the planting gods be with you. Hey folks, um... Yeah, it's been a hot minute here. <laughs> um, I kept meaning to put this out in the last couple of weeks and life just kind of happened. So yeah, anyways, here it is finally. Um, I hadn't necessarily intended on only doing one a month, but you know, maybe that's what it's looking like at this point. Um, hope everyone is having a good season, um, you know, not being on social media anymore. I stay away from some of it, but I have heard of, you know, some of the usual, well, maybe not usual, but some of the dramas going on this year. Um, so I hope that wherever you are, you've, yeah, you've got trees and things are going well and um, hopefully the bugs aren't too horrid. And uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully we get enough rain this month to not have a super dry summer this year. Um, definitely don't want anything like last year, but we also don't want a ton of forest fires. So fingers crossed for that for all of you guys. And um, anyways, yeah, I did this interview um, back in the winter time, I think. Um, I, when I did have social media, I totally, um, followed Ariel, and ironically, her last name is Plant, which I just think is so fucking cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw her mugs, um, a couple of years ago, um, and I don't know why it took me so long to come around and then, like, actually get one, but yeah, her Keep Cool mugs are super awesome, and I would seen her posting on King Kong back in the day, um, sort of, yeah, just showcasing them um, for planters. Of course, she does a lot of pottery work that is not planting related at all, Um, you know, as she is based in Revelstoke. She definitely sells a lot of her pieces at farmer's markets and such, but I have linked in the show notes her Facebook, her Instagram, and also her Etsy page. So, um, and as we talk about in the interview, she is planting from home for the first time this year. Um, So, yeah, I hope that things are going super well um I haven't been in touch with her since her season started but um but yeah I'm sure you guys will see you know if you're following her social media I'm sure she's still posting and um yeah definitely still doing her art this year um for for the first time ever as we also discuss in the interview Um, sort of the balance between planting and um, her creative endeavors. As so many of us do, you know, planting gives us this beautiful opportunity to, yeah, go and make a ton of money and then be able to live a life as an artist, um, which is really beautiful and should happen more often, in my opinion. Um, Yeah. So, anyways... um, enough with all these rambles. I'm just really tired. Um, yeah, I'll just get straight to the interview and, uh, yeah, without the whole social media thing these days, um, just reach out, you know, via email or through a friend or whatever, if you're interested in coming on the show and, uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. All right, Arielle, uh, welcome to the show. Hi. (laughs) Hey, thanks for coming on. Um, Okay, so why don't we start with just a little bit about who you are first. Um, So yeah, just tell the listeners and myself a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I'm BC, born and raised. I was actually born in Revelstoke, which is where I'm currently residing, but I moved away when I was only one and a half, so I wouldn't say I'm really from here, but I lived on the island and went to high school and graduated from school in Salmon Arm. So yeah, pretty much all BC. And I went to school at UVic and studied biology, not not really doing a lot of biology related work since, uh, since starting tree planting. I did a few field seasons working on the coast on, rivers, catching birds and uh, testing them. So, I um, need to pause for a second. I feel really nervous. <laughs> so yeah, uh, worked on the rivers and, um, oh my gosh, I don't know why I can't think. Uh, but yeah, predominantly tree plantings kind of taken over my life. I started right after I graduated from school. So uh, it's kind of been hard to take any other job since then, since it's just the best paying job out there. And yeah, you got to well, meet especially
0: people and a lot of the biology stuff that you were doing. Um, yeah, it's, that's a hard field to get into, I think, with just uh, without like graduate work and stuff, or at least that's my perception of, of biology degrees. Um, yeah,
1: exactly. I think I once thought maybe I'd enjoy working in a lab or something like that, and thought that, yeah, science is pretty neat and whatever. But the reality of most biology jobs out there is sure you'll get a couple months of field work in the summer, but the rest of your winter is spent behind a computer punching numbers and just figuring out all the data and everything, which is, of course, essential to the scientific process, but not how I actually want to spend my time. And yeah, I feel it. Like getting- <laughs> Field work was great without having to actually do the the numbers behind it but yeah the desire to just have a uh outdoors job like tree planting it's just been too tempting
0: yeah so so you know you're one of those stories that um I'm actually kind of hearing more and more of that through people on here and even through some of my friends um because I would say it's still not like the sort of mainstream story per se is that you got into tree planting like after you finished university um it sounds like
1: yeah exactly I mean a lot of people use tree planting to fund their university but I grew up going to a summer camp on Vancouver Island and continued to work there throughout my years of university and I think I heard about tree planting at some point uh but yeah I was happy with my summer camp job but wanting to go travel after graduating realizing that I'm not going to be able to save very much to fund those travels with just a summer camp job really led me to led me to tree planting
0: yeah yeah so yeah I'm curious like how how exactly you got into it then um like just the whole process of you know was it connections or did you seek it out and like how did that all go for you
1: um, it was a high school friend of mine who I actually went to university with as well. He was there for, I think my first two years and then he went on to school elsewhere, but he got into tree planting and he planted for two seasons and then got promoted, I guess you might want to call it promotion <laughs> to becoming a foreman and was hiring his own crew. Uh, he didn't have, he had a couple of vets to work off of but was hiring a mostly, mostly rookie crew and He knew about my past going to summer camp and things and I mean of course summer camp's not a lot like tree planting but in some ways it is with, you know, living outside and having a strong community and learning to accept all kinds of people to have it be a functioning, a functioning community so uh, yeah, he thought I'd be a good fit, and of course he tried to talk me out of it, explain that, you know, I'll probably resent him for this and (laughs) I'm not necessarily going to have a great time and it's going to be hard, but, but yeah, if I want to make some money, it's, it could work out. And, yeah.
0: That's a good, like, realist approach that he gave you. Um, yeah. And even sort of like prefacing you with the fact that you may dislike him strongly at points. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that was like very honest of him, which is cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, you grew up in BC, and you have spent a lot of time outside, like growing up and whatnot, and even as an early adult. So how was the transition into planting? Um, you know, like being a little bit older as well. And um, yeah, like moving into it, you know, versus like your expectations and what it actually was. Um, yeah, like, how did that first, season go for you and uh and yeah just like how it's evolved
1: well without sounding too cheesy i'd say it was pretty (laughs) life-changing um yeah being on a mostly mainly like mostly rookie crew i think kind of benefited me in a lot of ways that we were all figuring it out together and kind of we got to create our own experience without having these ideas of how it should be or yeah without having the expectations um um what was your question <laughs> oh yeah just like how your
0: experience was in your first season so I mean obviously it sounds like you took to it um and that you enjoyed it um you know because some people even have like I've heard some stories right where people's first season was actually like so fucking terrible and then somehow they still just like ended up coming back um that doesn't sound like it was the case for you
1: no okay I see it totally what you mean though no I I mean tree tough and trying to say that I took to it right away, of course, wouldn't be totally honest. I didn't it took me a while to plant my first thousand, but of course I was really proud when I did. Um but no, I had a really great crew and getting to create that bond with the group of people is just, I don't know, everyone who's done it knows that how special it is. And um I was pretty much hooked right away. I can remember the moment in my first season uh we were up in northern Alberta at the time and I was planting a piece alone and my foreman came along and he's chatting and being like, So you thinking about coming back next year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just it didn't feel like, like a shocking realization to think about another season. Well, I still hadn't finished my first one and like, man, I just need to get through this. But in all honesty, like I guess, like shit, <laughs> I guess I probably will want to come back. It, it'll be worth it. The learning curve is steep for planting. So you don't really get to make that good money until until your second month really or third even so it kind of becomes clearly worth it to invest another season at least after your first one
0: Yeah, and my next question, you know, you kind of answered it a little bit here, but I was curious, you know, with you being from BC as well, um, like if you decided to plant in BC or if you'd gone elsewhere. So, I mean, it sounds like you've spent a bit of time in Alberta as well, probably for summer trees, but have you mostly stuck to like Western Canada um, for your planting career?
1: Not really. Um, My first four seasons, uh, yeah, we were based out of BC, but yeah, would often end up in Alberta for summer trees. Um, and yeah, it's funny how many planters are not actually from BC. A lot come from Ontario or Quebec or.
0: Guilty as charged. Australia,
1: who knows where, but yeah. <laughs> um, not too many of us are actually from BC. But I, after my fourth season, I wanted to keep planting after summer trees. So I went to Quebec and planted in Quebec. So I'd never actually been to Ontario since I was two years old or something. We went on a family trip because we've got family in Toronto, but I haven't actually been out there and hearing all my friends I've met who are from Ontario, hearing all about it. I kind of wanted to have an excuse to go out East and uh, get to see see what it was all about. And uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. I mean, Quebec definitely had some low prices, but They trenched everything, Mm, (laughs) just everything. And you didn't have to plant outside the trenches. Like if there was patches of raw, it was like, no, don't do it. Just plant the trenches. (laughs) So in a way it was a bit of a cream show as well. So still worth it. And yeah, I planted in Quebec that fall. And then a friend of mine that I'd met my first season, she had planted in the UK the previous winter and had talked to me a bit about that and ended up having her own crew for the for the following winter so she contacted me in November asking if I'd be interested in being on her crew and planting in the UK and it was kind of one of those like I I answered within an hour just being like yes (laughs) why not (laughs) I didn't really have solid plans for my winter yet I had traveled I've traveled some winters or um worked a bit some winters and things but uh kind of did something different every single off season for whatever it was, my first six, seven years planting. Um, So yeah, I hadn't really decided yet. So went over to the UK, we started in the south of England, uh, planted there for a couple of weeks and slowly made our way up north, north of England and then Scotland as well for about a month, month and a half and then finished the season in the south um so they're planting seasons January, March, January to March um that's when it's like best for them to pull the trees to be planted because it's all bare roots there and uh, they just grow them in farmer's fields they don't have the the funds to have nurseries like we do uh it's pretty crazy the industry in Canada just how large scale it is uh so yeah they're just growing their trees in farmer's fields so the least disruptive time for them to be pulled was uh in the winter season there when they're the most dormant so yeah we were planting mainly bear roots for those months and a lot of minus one mornings and <laughs> it didn't really get ever that cold don't get me wrong but yeah
0: it was it was the winter so that was were you able to evade tendo is the question
1: everyone is wondering right now <laughs> I've never actually really had tendo. I had like some Achilles tendo at one point on the coast. And like I have persistent like finger tendo, but it's never been that bad that I would really call it. I've seen tendo. I've been the first aider and no, I've never, I've been lucky for that. And I'm not sure anyone in our crew actually got too bad, partly because we weren't planting that many trees. Bare roots are really tough to plant. Uh, They're light, very light, but you can often only bag up like a hundred or so so you're constantly coming back to the cash and uh, a lot of dead walking as well so um so yeah I think just not having to like slam in those big numbers really helps prevent tendo of course you can get it the conditions but um yes planted in the UK and then uh since then I think I've only planted in BC. Maybe I did a little bit of a some summer trees one summer a couple of years back in northern Alberta again, but since then, yeah, I planted on the island a bit as well, but mainly the southern interior BC the last couple of years. Not really doing the trek up north, which I kind of miss cuz I don't know, it's kind of a fun migration to have each year where you pack up and go way up and then, I don't know those endless days of sun are pretty pretty special. A lot of people don't get to experience that where the sun just doesn't ever go down like you don't need a flashlight in the middle of the night it's always still bright enough so something special about being up there and experiencing that with everyone
0: yeah and so so, you know with all that being said so how how long have you been in the planting
1: game for now uh eight years so there's been kind of like some you know long seasons in there A lot of people, I feel like, you know, either you count your years by the number of seasons you've done or years, but yeah, eight years, kind of more than eight seasons, but just some long ones. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um,
0: Okay, so with that being said, you know, yeah, you've kind of gotten around and experienced some different styles of planting for sure. Um, And obviously, you know, kind of coming at it from a bit of an older age, you know, post university. um, Yeah, I feel like when people make a decision to do that too, their story tends to be Um, a little bit different just because it wasn't originally fueled you know by like paying paying off school Um, but how has tree planting changed or impacted your life
1: I think it's made me a harder worker it's shown me that you can really get back what you give into something uh, a lot of jobs, people just, you know, you have your hourly wage and you just do what's expected of you and you don't necessarily exceed those expectations, but tree planting teaches you, you know, it's a direct direct payment for your efforts, uh, getting paid per tree, so you kind of decided how hard of a worker you want to be and how successful you wanted to be at it, and I like that, yeah, there was a direct award for
0: for my work and so you know with all this being said um of course uh we've talked a little bit about these questions and i try to yeah get people not to overthink them too much but we'll start with uh you know in all your time eight seasons um you know with quite a lot of time spent on the block uh all over the world really what is your favorite tree planting memory
1: it's such a tough one <laughs> to <laughs> pick out of moment because yeah there's been a lot of a lot of great times for sure but for me I think my the days I look back and I feel the most proud of maybe being proud can be a favorite moment or just my pb days and funnily enough funnily is that a word (laughs) Um, it is now it's yeah I mean for
0: adults (laughs) we can I was just saying this to a buddy last night it was like uh I'm an adult so I can like do whatever I want like make up words right so uh, Yeah. yeah it's definitely a word
1: Uh, funnily oddly whatever enough Um, it's not necessarily my best money days that I'm the most proud of because sometimes those just end up being circumstantial you just happen to get the cream cream on a hard block and you know the price doesn't really match the land or whatever it is but um, my PB days so the days that I planted the most trees and those were usually days that I had really set a goal for myself and I was so determined to achieve that goal even though it seemed I don't know somewhat impossible at times for sure but knowing that if I just told myself I could do it and repeat that mantra more or less all day just with you know the utmost determination that you can really you can really do anything so those days I think are some of my favorites just yeah but Yeah, and so you
0: seem like a pretty, uh, you know, optimistic person. Um, (laughs) So what's your worst tree blending memory?
1: I think I think that's a tough one too, because (laughs) uh, any hard day that you have out there, it ends like there's an end to your day and you go back to your camp or back to your motel or home or wherever you are, and it's over and the rest of the day isn't, so bad, the rest of the day is pretty great because you're not stuck out there anymore going through whatever challenges you're going through whether it be rocky land or freezing cold sleet or whatever have you, hornet's nests. Um, But probably probably would have to go with this crazy block up north in Fort Nelson. They were these old reclaimed blocks that they had sprayed with pesticides or not pesticides even whatever kills all the life so there were these 20 year old interlocking alder forests that had been sprayed and had just turned into like a war zone of sharp sticks we were given safety goggles and uh, the the thickest uh I don't know if it was wild raspberry or rose or whatever the thorns were
0: it could be blackberry Uh, blackberry is like really fucking bad
1: yeah there was just so much of it and I had just thousands of them in each of my legs it was only like a five-day contract or something two shifts but uh that was just the 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 worst block I've ever had which maybe makes it the worst day but somehow yeah just that camaraderie of going through it with other people it just makes it all not so bad and probably some weird psychological stuff that could be investigated into the (laughs) mentality (laughs) for enduring terrible terrible things and um maybe I think that's the worst it was just it was just really painful like physically to have my legs on fire from uh so many thorns in them that was just yeah probably the worst but I don't know I don't it's amazing how you can let go of a lot of the the bitterness towards the memories that you have and I think you have to to keep going back you have to be able to forget how hard it could be otherwise you just you just wouldn't you wouldn't keep doing it
0: yeah no uh you know I mean we're talking here in January too so it's like it's a little far away easy to forget you know the classic um yeah you know maybe our bodies store pain but they don't as actively like have them in in memory form um so we all forget you know by this time of year (laughs) um but yeah like a psychologist should really like study planters brains um especially like when they're in a really shitty block or something it would it would probably be quite fascinating uh what's going on in there so um, no
1: i the ability to block out the the tough memories for sure
0: Yeah. um, And so, you know, with all this being said, um, you know, and a bit of a loaded question, perhaps, and maybe a bit open-ended, but, uh, you know, what are your plans for the future? Um, Like, how long do you continue to plan, uh, to plant for? Or, you know, is that, is that a thing that's like on your radar? Are you just kind of like going with the
1: flow? Yeah, I think it's really hard for anyone to admit that they're a lifer. Um but I guess for the foreseeable future I don't really see myself stopping planting. Mm-hmm. It's just my body hasn't taken the toll yet. I think a lot of the people that you know stop after they're like whatever 5th 6th season, season whatever they've been planting for a while but have chosen to stop it's a lot of the time from injuries. Maybe they're just over the lifestyle but usually their bodies just can't take it anymore. Um and Yeah, I've been really fortunate to have my body more or less hold up throughout. And I have been working, I worked from my home this last season, which was really nice to actually have a home and not just be packing up and living in a tent or a motel or my van or whatever. Um, So having the option, yeah, to just be having a consistent home and working from home, seems like it's going to work really well with uh my ongoing lifestyle
0: yeah working from home is like oh my god it's so incredible I just started doing it too
1: it's like, <laughs> I definitely thought still about living in a bush camp and spending the season in my tent but I don't know I gotta have a garden and
0: <laughs> yeah that's well I mean I still kind of like bump around a little bit so I like I'm very jealous of you to do that I'm gonna try and figure out how to kind of travel with one a little bit this year and I'm probably gonna get a plot at my apartment that I'll like plant from this spring and then go back to in the fall um, and figure out you know what I can kind of grow there that doesn't like need harvesting till the fall or something but because um, then I'll be gone for the summer but yeah so I'm like super jealous uh, of you on that front and that's like that's the real that's the real dream is the like year-round home that you can then plant from um, I'm not quite there but I can like work from a home which is like yeah it's just yeah it really I mean it sets up like the lifer whole sort of mentality and just that whole like everything really nicely so
1: yeah no it was really special I mean I wish I had more energy to maintain the garden I mean it was got pretty weedy at times <laughs> yeah, yeah. With motivation on days off to put back on gloves and be bent over getting my hands dirty but it was still really rewarding to watch things grow and yeah gotta enjoy the
0: harvest yeah that's definitely the last thing you want to do on a day off is like get your hands dirty again and be in the the ground
1: um (laughs) a bit more realistic this next year with my goals but (laughs) um no it was still really nice
0: and so, yeah, you know, let's shift gears here a little bit um, and talk about your art, you know, your pottery. Like, I, I'm i not even sure, like, how long I've been following you for now because I had seen, I think it was, like, on King Kong or something, a post when you had made some mugs that had, like, the keep cool on it. And I was like, whoa, that's really fucking cool. And, um, yeah, then kind of followed, you know, it seems like you've been doing, kind of taking off the summer and then doing your art then and then planting otherwise but um yeah just like tell us a bit about yeah like these other endeavors you have going on and and how like how it all began for you too.
1: Yeah it was after my sixth season so once again going into an off season where I wasn't totally sure what I was going to be doing and just knowing that I have the options in a way to literally do whatever I can dream of planting kind of gives you that opportunity just with the the funds and um yeah with the funds <laughs> um but yeah my dad's been a potter more or less my whole life um and unfortunately actually he got uh sick with prostate cancer so my parents were looking for a bit of extra help around the house and i only intended really maybe to go home for a few months or something like that wasn't sure i'd spend the whole winter but I knew I needed something to do, keep me sane at home. And I, yeah, wanted to make some mugs that said keep cool on them. (laughs) I thought it would be ironic. And I've always thought it was funny that tree planting boxes say keep cool just because I picture them burning like hotter than the sun in the fire or sitting out on a blazing block with wax dripping down them (laughs) with this, you know, sign that says keep cool. And, you know, you're, you're busting your butt out there sweating and everything and not really feeling very cool yourself. And I just thought it was always kind of ironic and I yeah, wanted to make some keep cool mugs, but uh, that quickly, I I made a few keep cool mugs over the last two years I've been making pottery, but I've more found myself just enjoying carving images of mountains and flowers and other nature nature things on my pots but I do plan to do some more keep cool ones and of course the namesake of my company is uh keep cool clay works and a bit of a bit of a planter inside joke I'm not sure that most people get it but I think it works enough that I gotta just have a little inside joke as my uh, brand name and yeah I I just got hooked I guess right away with playing with clay it's just more playing with dirt, basically, and uh, getting to, you know, have something to show for my work. We don't really get to revisit our trees. You know, you can picture these huge swaths of land that you and your crew have planted, but you're never really going to see it again. I I'm lucky to have a few blocks around that are pretty accessible now that I'll be able to revisit. But you know, my first half a million trees or whatever, I'm, I'm sure I'm not going to see those ones ever again um so yeah getting to create something that I get to actually have something to show for my hard work has been really nice and there's so many creative people you meet while tree planting and I've always wished to be able to create things and have something that I made myself so it's been pretty cool getting to getting to learn it starting from my dad but then now kind of just more spending time in my own little studio here in Revelstoke and exploring that and yeah kind of tree planting is now just like funding my pottery habit (laughs) not the word classic like so many of us I'm
0: curious um you know how you went from because actually you know uh back in the day when we like you know still did stuff um could like go out and do things with people um yeah like I know a lot of friends who would and I almost did a few times and then just or whatever reasons, like still hadn't gotten around to it. But you know, a lot of people have gone and done like pottery classes. And yeah, I have a lot of friends that have, like gone to studios that host these little pottery nights and whatnot. Um, and yeah, it's been a thing that people have been really getting into a lot in the last like five years or so, I think, or at least like that's what I've seen. But obviously, it runs in your family too. But how did you go from just kind of, you know, trying it out? And you know, having it as just this little like off-season hobby to actually then deciding like, okay, I want to like pursue this as a business and then kind of having your, your Etsy shop now and just, you know, kind of working more seriously on it, like during the off-seasons and, you know, even in the summertime and like, you know, how did that shift come about for you? Um, and just, yeah, kind of really, you know, it sounds like really deciding to step away from any of the biology stuff and then now kind of just doing like the planting and, and your art.
1: Yeah I think it happened really organically um I originally like sat down behind the wheel with you know a lot of the determination that I'll go out to the block with with just yeah really stubbornly wanting to be able to do something and seeing how fast I can learn it and how much I can create and setting production goals for myself that I often (laughs) seem to not be able to meet I'm a little optimistic about the amount of uh clay work I can do in an amount of time but just yeah having that ongoing motivation or whatever it is to just keep working hard and getting to benefit from the results of it all um I mean I was really lucky like starting up your own studio can be really expensive with pottery like the cost of a kiln is thousands and thousands of dollars and so is a wheel and I don't have my own full-size kiln yet, but I was gifted a wheel from both my dad as well as one of his friends. So uh, I got, yeah, set up with wheels and uh, I have access to a kiln here at the, there's a local potter's guild, but also I'll go and just drive my pots back home to Enderby because my parents are only just over an hour away and my dad has like a very well-equipped studio with kilns and everything. So um yeah I don't know I think it's just happened really organically and just how I wanted to be spending my time I think I was always looking searching for something that I felt so passionate about to occupy all my time all my other off seasons feeling often quite lost and just like what am I doing with myself and where am I going but pottery really has given me that direction of yes like I love spending my time doing this and um, I've been really lucky to have a ton of support from the community I'm in, but also my friends and family and everything. So, yeah. And so, you know,
0: how would you say that? I mean, obviously, it's, it's a little bit obvious, I suppose, with like the name of your company being Keep Cool, but, um, you know, how was or how has really maybe even like evolving over the last few years? Um, you know, your pottery business kind of been influenced by tree planting?
1: Um, Maybe like mostly just in the designs and things. I'll want to draw the flowers that I see on the block or loving to put trees and mountains on my pots as well. So just the general inspiration from the natural, like natural surroundings of the cut blocks. Um, Yeah. Yeah, maybe just from the work ethic too, just get pretty like zoned in and determined to accomplish things. But I definitely take a more relaxed approach to my potting than planting, but also I've taken a more relaxed approach to my planting and my later years as well. Appreciating, you know, just getting to stop for a sandwich at lunchtime and Mm, not be looking at my watch to see how long I've been at the cash all the time. And I don't know. I think it's still good to have an idea of your bag up pace but you know not wanting to yeah put too much time pressures on myself either with planting or pottery these days so. And so
0: you know it sounds like it's a bit of a go with the flow too but in terms of like moving forward I mean I know last year just from like following you yeah like you it sounds like you didn't do summer trees and that was like more time to do, um, you know, your art and your pottery, um, kind of after the main season was done, um, you know, moving forward, maybe this year too, or beyond, like, do you have, do you have plans to kind of try and expand the pottery part a little bit more and, um, you know, maybe delve into other areas with that or like, what is that looking, um, for your business? What is that looking like?
1: Um, well, actually I didn't do summer trees last year but I did do brushing so that was my third year brushing this last year um and we started at like the end of June so Mm. it was a pretty long brushing season into September but I did take a week off in August to yeah make some pots I'm lucky enough to be working for my partner and he's pretty understanding of me and my own mental health needs and understood that I was just really missing working with clay even though of course the financial loss of taking that time off brushing was there it was still worth it for me just to yeah get my hands working with the different medium and getting to use my mind in a different way it's pretty satisfying getting to be creative and create art so I took a little bit of time off in the summer to do that and ended the brushing season a little early too, just because I was also just eager to be working with clay again, but, um, but yeah, I'll be probably brushing again this summer as well. Uh, so at least for this year, I'll probably be taking, you know, four-ish months off from making pottery again, but I'm really hoping before the end of this winter, my fingers are crossed right now that I purchased my own kiln, which is gonna save me a lot of time in driving my pots around. Cause yeah, right now I have to pack all my pots up into Tupperware and drive them either down to the local art center, or drive them back an hour and a half to my parents studio. And um, that yeah, it takes up a lot of time. So I have the idea that if I have my own kiln that I could just slowly load it and fire it and hopefully keep making work while while I'm doing the bush work but I also know just bush work can leave you feeling just totally mentally drained yeah and even this yeah. kind of out the window and you're pretty much only good for being a couch but uh yeah I feel that really hard um, yeah. yeah especially <laughs> no, we- like
0: post-season this year <laughs> it took me about two months um just yeah kind of recently not uh, just a couple weeks out of being recovered so <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah I mean it it seems
0: like pottery is like fairly physical work too just like a lot with your hands um to make things yeah uh, like I don't know too much about it but it's like you have to hold the thing and like shape it or whatever so
1: no at times this last season I was like I think I don't think I could use my hands on the wheel right now they're so sore and like stiff and there's other options obviously to pottery besides just using the wheel i but it's yeah it's not just that tree planting surprisingly mentally draining too so pottery takes full focus and mental creativity and everything so um yeah we'll see if i'm able to get any done this year <laughs> i'll and remain maybe, optimistic <laughs> yeah yeah totally
0: um which of course it sounds like very much you are so um an optimistic person which is uh yeah. I think it's, I think it's good right now too, to be that way. But um, yeah, you know, in terms of people listening, planters, non-planters, whoever, and they're like, oh, I'm really like curious about, um, you know, purchasing some of this. Like I've talked a little bit that you have an Etsy page and I, I found you kind of on Instagram. So yeah, like what does that look like in terms of people maybe wanting to support you and like purchase some of um, what you've got going on, you know, like kind of generally maybe what you, what you tend to make in terms of pottery right now and uh, and yeah, where people can find it and whatnot.
1: Yeah, so as you mentioned, I do have a little Etsy shop. I would like to move, I think, to my own platform, having my own website, but just the time that takes to design isn't time I necessarily feel like investing right now. So Etsy is probably the best place to try to buy things, but of course you can always send me a direct message on... Facebook or Instagram if you're looking for something particular. Um, I do try to regularly post what I'm working on, so if there's something you like you can let me know. Uh, mugs. Mugs are probably my big, the biggest thing I make mainly just because that seems to be what everybody wants, but to be honest that's kind of what I always want too in other potters work. I mean I like having all my dishes to be pottery if possible because I think it's really special to eat off something that's you know being made by by somebody's hands fully not just in a factory somewhere and um yeah lots of mugs <laughs> i'm hoping to make some more uh travel cups as well i got some silicone lids that can fit on them so i just Ooh, need to make sure that sounds wonderful the right uh, fit. um yeah, I don't know. Working on all kinds of things always. <laughs> Everyone loves growing plants these days too, right? So I've been making some planters and hoping to make some more uh, hanging planters as well over the holidays. I took some time just to to try playing with other crafts. You know, I reminding myself that while I love making pottery, there's so many other forms of art out there that, you know, I very well might enjoy too, now that I have the the confidence to, to try it and Yeah, tried doing some tying a little bit of macrame and making some lino cut prints so I'm excited to keep experimenting more with those as well.
0: Cool yeah and you know for all of this people listening of course as always we'll like have all the links um, in the show notes I'll get those from you and uh, yeah you know lastly um, I always like to end with this question Uh, What is one piece of advice you would give anyone who's considering going planting or will be going planting for the first time this season?
1: I think that's tough too. (laughs) That's a tough question. No, um, uh, there's two things, uh, planting related. I really think that you should never bag up more than what you can do in about 45 minutes to an hour. Mm, Some of my yeah, memories yes. out there. <laughs> the two I, or three I, hour bag ups. <laughs> yeah. yeah, The land just breaks you down more yeah. than you, you could think just being out there. I, and of course there's people out there who love their long bag ups and don't want to spend time at the cash and that's their thing. But especially starting out, I, strongly recommend just even if that's only like 50 trees 100 trees however much it is um try to not take more than what you can (laughs) take and uh, actually plant in 45 minutes to an hour (laughs) um and then secondly to when you're packing to go planting to remind yourself to pack as light as possible because it does suck with camp moves and everything hauling a ton of gear but to still make sure you're comfortable like having a good sleeping, sleeping system, whatever that is, whether you have a foamy or a or something, make sure you're, you're comfortable in your tent and you have those items that, yeah, still make you feel, still make you feel good. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, uh, I would, yeah, echo all those statements. That's great advice. Um, yeah, so Ariel, thanks so much for coming on. And, um, you know, it is actually really nice to talk to somebody who's like, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be a lifer, but I also don't see myself like uh, phasing planting out of my life like anytime soon. So it's kind of refreshing to see somebody else like in that same mode, because um, I think a lot of people get in sort of denial uh, of sorts or they let, you know, maybe other careers and endeavors like take over, which is, I mean, totally fine. as life's process. But, uh, but yeah, I also just like really fucking love planting. So it's it's uh yeah, it's nice to see that there's like people on, on similar wavelengths, um, just like just doing their thing and kind of setting up for the long game. So yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about your art, which is really beautiful for anyone who hasn't, um, checked it out, go do so. And, uh, yeah, look forward in the future to like rock in a, a keep cool mug, like, you know, in camp or wherever in a motel, wherever the heck I am. So, uh, yeah, really appreciate it. No,
1: thanks so much for having me
0: on.